Hello, and welcome to the Complete Spa Business Insider. This is an all-new podcast hosted by spa industry expert and award-winning licensed esthetician, Richard Merrill, alongside Gothic Alternative Day Spa owner and advanced beauty business educator, Lee Wick. Hello. Hello, hello. (laughs) I've already interrupted. (laughs) It's okay. I am so excited to be launching. This is our launch. Um, that was a very formal introduction. I'm very of proud of you. Of course. Yes. I have to keep it professional. That's right. You bring the fun. That's why you're That's here. That's right. That's right. So for those of us, for those of you that do not know us, my name is Richard Merrill and I am the founder of Richard Merrill Consulting and the creator of the Complete Spa Business Regimen, an online course to help you accelerate your career and spa business. Yes. Lee is the first alternative gothic day spa in downtown Spokane, Washington. Yes. I don't know if you have ever been to Spokane, but if you come or when you come, you need to make an appointment. Thank you. Because this space is gorgeous. It's unique. But also, for all you professionals, Lee also has Vein Industry Elevation, which... Vein- Tell them about your businesses, Lee. Hi, everybody. I feel um, I fangirled Richard for a long time. So the fact that he asked me to ho- uh, co-host, I'm trying not to geek out like already and um, just over share because <laughs> that's just what I do. Um, so I am the owner of Vanity Makeup and Skin, which is a gothic day spa in downtown Spokane where we focused on... Um, all skin services, obviously. We do microblading lashes, but we have a huge energy focus and we do a lot of energy work here. Um, Part of my specialty is um, training other estheticians how to control their energy and how to control what they project and receive onto their clients. Touch-based services are all very energetically charged. And I think we just don't talk about that enough in all the wellness industries about how um, you have a responsibility to control the energy you take in and the energy you project. So that's a big part of what we do. And then I also own a training company called Vein Industry Elevation, which is kind of why I'm here um, to talk about that part because Richard and I are very complementary. Our businesses are very complementary to one another and we train at Vein. Um, we are advanced modalities, um, sometimes not even advanced modalities, sometimes basic modalities. The class I taught yesterday was basic and these estheticians should have learned it in beauty school. Um, but we'll talk about that when I get on a soapbox. So Vein Industry Elevation is a as a um, certification and training company that's geared towards uh, servicing and supporting the licensed professional. We're not a beauty school. We um, pride ourselves on really supporting people who are already licensed that maybe don't want to go back to a beauty school or maybe don't trust the their original beauty school experience. So they want to come and um, learn from people who are actually doing the services for money every day. And so that's why we were created. And the beautiful thing about this podcast that's going to be very unique is you have a spa business owner, you have a former spa business owner and licensed esthetician coming together to really bring you brand neutral education that isn't really stuck around a specific manufacturer. And I think 
that our industry could really use an elevated conversation that allows us to increase our profit, but mm-hmm. increase the joy behind that. Correct. Profit. You know, we work so hard when we're in the treatment room to make sure that the customer has an amazing experience. But it's also really important that you take care of yourself. And so what will you experience when you listen to the Complete Spa (laughs) Business Insider? That's a loaded one. That is loaded. It is a huge loaded (laughs) question. How many people will we offend within like the first seven minutes? Hopefully a few. (laughs) We don't. We're not doing our job I know exactly. (laughs) Sorry. It's okay. (laughs) So we're going to be featuring budding industry leaders, renowned experts, unique tips and motivational messages. But the thing that makes us a dynamic duo is that we, again, are not going to be having your general conversations. We're going to come in here and talk about things that are happening in the treatment room today, trends that we're seeing, and we're going to bring you experts that you may never have heard before. And they're going to be experts just like you. Mm -hmm. One of the things that is really important to Richard Merrill Consulting is taking the generation that created the path for us and allowing a space for the torch to be passed. You know, we are seeing younger and younger professionals enter this industry with little support, knowledge, and education. And as someone who's been in this industry for almost 20 years, ooh, that hurt a little bit. I know. Ooh, that hurt a little bit. Yeah. All right. So I've been here almost 20 years. And the thing is, is when I started out, I didn't have resources that are available to us today. And I, there are a lot of amazing consultants out there that do a really good job at supporting our industry, but I want it to be accessible information. Yeah. I want, I want professionals, whether you're a esthetician, a cosmetologist, a massage therapist, a nail technician, a body therapist specialist, I want you to be able to come here and get information that will allow you to grow your business with joy. Yeah. That's Amen. really the goal here. Yep. Because if you're not liking what you're doing, you shouldn't be doing it. And I promise we will keep the sales spots to a minimum. But for those of you that are joining and listening, you will want to stay tuned because at the end of today's episode, we will be announcing a huge giveaway. Yes, huge. Yes, it's exciting. Like giant. And I want to say something there because I don't want you to... So we teach the people, that the professionals that... Um, we train in various capacities with your business modules, with your consulting, with my treatment um, modalities and and business consulting. Part of what people expect when they come in to get a service from us as a client is they expect the sales without it being classified as sales. They expect the professional recommendation, the fact that um, they expect that. So I kind of feel like I want you to make sure and not downplay the sales that are going to be involved in this podcast because estheticians do want to know about them and you have a duty to talk about it. So it's exactly, but we all, you and I are the same. We're like, Oh, we don't want it to be sales pitchy. We don't want it to be because we're very much on the same page, but I kind of feel like, man, if you're going to bring something to the table, that's going to benefit everybody, they need to know about it. Well, let me, let me put it this way. The esthetician in me has the same fears in sales and I have learned ways to overcome them which are some of the things we'll talk about on this podcast. Mm -hmm. But also, when we talk about sales, 
the thing that is important to me is that they are ethically charged. If you and, love something, it's and you talk about what you love. I say this all the time because you know I was I worked at Mac Cosmetics for fifteen years. So Estee, like if you and every three months we would go to. Um, every three months we would go to Seattle headquarters. We knew we learned all of the new products that were coming out, all of the events that were going to take place. And we really got to, I, I, it taught me so much. Those, those, those trainings taught me so much about not being afraid to talk about what you love, because if you talk about what you love, it doesn't feel like sales a, so you don't have the mental block that people are going to feel. And B, if I love it, somebody else is going to love it too. So, well, and I think it's really important when you love something. Well, first of all, let me take two steps back. You will hear me say at least 300 times in all of the content I create. If you don't love something, please, please, please get it off of your shelves. Mm -hmm. So there's your first tip of the show. Mm -hmm. If you are not in love with something that is sitting on your retail shelves today and you have the power and control to remove it, remove it. If you don't have the power and control over the things off on that are sitting on your retail shelves, find the things that are available to you within your retail space that you do love and focus on those things. Because whether you're an hourly employee or a commission-based employee, you maintain your role as a professional by keeping your customers coming back. And the only way you can do that is by getting them results. Mm -hmm. Whether that's hair care, whether that's skin care, whether that's day-to-day -day maintenance with beautification products like makeup and cosmetics, mm -hmm. whatever it is, your clients need to continue <clears throat> things out of the treatment room. And what are you using? What do you love? And, you know, all of us go to trade shows and get super geeked out oh, yeah. by the latest, greatest, fun, new thing. And that's okay. But I think you made a really great point about going back to basics. Mm -hmm. You should always have a start line where you're going to start every client mm -hmm. because by doing that, you get consistency and, you know, success comes through being consistent. Mm -hmm. So you're going to hear us talk a lot about sales. You're going to hear us talk a lot about marketing, one of my favorite topics. Um, that's actually probably why this podcast is coming alive is because mm -hmm. I get so many questions from you guys about ways to market. And I want to be able to provide you not only examples through what we do here with the podcast, but also through what we do in our own businesses. You will see that we are consistently sharing other brands. You will see that we are consistently talking about the things that we love. And you will hear us talk about the things that we don't love too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. We wouldn't be us if we didn't have that conversation. We have strong opinions. <laughs> yes. And, you know, here's the thing I want you, all of you out there listening to know. There are things in this industry that you do not love that other people rant and rave about. Oh, yes. You don't have to love everything that everybody else loves. No, I don't know where we got this idea. No, and it's going to be so fun to, to kind of break down some of those, um, like... It, the debates, like it's going to be, I cannot wait. I already think of like 50 shows because it's like, you think about the glove versus no glove debate, debate. Mm -hmm. You think about the direct sales debate. You think about like, I don't know nothing about that. Exactly. <laughs> All these things where people like have full on bloodbaths in these, in these Facebook groups. And my first question is when you're super active in a Facebook group, where the hell are your clients? Hey, why aren't you making any money? Hmm. <laughs> 
about that part. <laughs> like, why are you on? Unless you're a consultant and you're trying to gain clients like you, where you're active all the time. But if you are currently in a treatment room, you shouldn't have a lot of time to be trolling these groups causing drama. Well, let me <laughs> let me answer your question for for everyone listening. Here's the reality: you're spending your time in the professional groups because you're looking for solutions. And that's a fair and valid point. And I want you to acknowledge that fair and valid point. However, and you make some amazing friends and connections in those groups. That's how you and I got connected. And if you're a solo practitioner, it's a way we take care of our social needs. Correct. That is a fact. And that is a fair point of space. However, other estheticians are not your client. Correct. They're my client. So you'll see me in the groups all day, every day. (laughs) And I try to be because I know I have clients in there, but I don't have time. (laughs) And I've pulled out of so many of them. (laughs) And you know why? Because my peace is the most important thing to me. So when you're choosing groups to be a part of, if you're in a group that causes you frustration more than it brings things into your life that move you forward, leave the group. And everybody thinks they're going to start a group that's really wonderful. And eventually they all just kind of break down into either sales or just a rant fest. Well, I'm going to pat myself on the back right now. <laughs> Not yours. So the complete <laughs> spa business Next. community, plug, plug, plug. <laughs> the complete spa business community is actually a very unique group because I allow brands and I have CEOs from many of the big brands that you guys all love that are in there providing feedback but we don't get your typical no. questions. No. We get really thought-provoking <clears throat> questions. And I think that part of that is because as a moderator and as the admin in that group, I have a very specific culture that I'm looking to create. And you're going to learn real quick that I won't hide your stupid. If you I like, come in and act crazy, I'm going to respond to it and I'm going to let it sit there. But I like your... um because I don't feel stressed out when I see, you know, because you belong, we belong to a lot of groups in this industry. There's mm-hmm. a lot of groups. And sometimes I just, there's a huge one that I ignore almost every single mm-hmm. thing. And just for my own peace. Mm-hmm. And I rarely ever get in a debate if people want to be whatever they're, they're so like opinions are subjective, right? I'll do it for you. Right. So I've got some friends that are super, you know, involved. So I just kind of chuckle, give you a like every now and then. Mm -hmm. And if somebody's been really ugly, I mean, I think that says way more about them. And so I just don't ever really respond. And mainly because I, I don't have time, but, um, I really don't feel any stress when I look at your the group you've created. So I think you've done a really good job, a good job of maintaining quality and not letting the group, um, just disintegrate into a cat fight. You know, I think in the two and a half years that I've been operating that group, we've had two fights. Yeah. See, that's, two. that's great. And I don't even think that they are fights because people can disagree respectfully. Oh no, they, they were fights. Yeah. So I haven't seen anything like that where I've thought, Oh, I better, Read all 700 of these comments and figure out what's happening. And here's the interesting (laughs) thing about both of those experiences is they were people bringing drama from another group. Correct. And sharing it. Yeah. Well, not sharing it. They were trying to restart an argument that had pretty much been settled in another group. And I happened to be in the other group and Mm -hmm. saw the original conversation and I had shared my opinion and my opinion is what brought it back to my group. And I was okay with that in the beginning. 
you know, we can have professional disagreements, mm-hmm. uh, which I think kind of wraps this idea up, right? You're not going to agree with everything that everyone else does. If you did, we would all be running the same exact business. Right. Now, I get in trouble all the time because I like to say a facial is a facial is a facial. Mm-hmm. And I want to be really clear. You're going to hear me say facial and skincare a lot, but this is not a skincare blog. Right. This is not a skincare podcast. This is a spa business <clears throat> professional conversation because it's universal in what you do to be successful. But the thing that makes it shine is you, Mm -hmm. your brand. And we're going to talk about some of those things as time goes on as well. Um, but I feel I'm like excited. we have to be more celebratory right yeah, now. I'm we excited. got right into business. I know, but that's what we do though. Cause <laughs> there's so many, I, I just, I'm excited to see, um, are you still going to do that thing that you're going to like hot topics or whatever? Are we going to do that? So we will do some yes. hot topics. So I want this to be more of a variety show kind yeah. of experience. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to get so boring that um, I also just don't want it to get so repetitive that I wouldn't listen to it. Yeah. And I think that's what happens with podcasts sometimes is they are great data. But if I'm listening on the way to work, you know, I think of shows like, oh, we can't say brands, but you yeah. know, I think of morning shows yeah. and the ones that are the most fun <clears throat> yeah. are the ones that have those Bits of weird. Let's Correct. Yes. We love weird around here. Yes. Yes. So we will be bringing the weird. But one thing I want to ask everybody, we started off last week announcing in our social media platforms, ask questions. Yeah, I'm excited. So, we got some really good ones. Wildly good ones. Yeah. But a lot of our content is designed for you. Mm-hmm. So if there's something that's bothering you in your business where you're not feeling confident or you're not feeling ready to take it out into the world, bring us your questions. If you want to remain anonymous, let us know that. If not, we will happily highlight you because what we want to do is we want to give spa professionals a platform to create a community. And if you look at any of my branding, it is all centered around community and industry leadership. Yep. That's the goal here. So this is another extension or another arm <clears throat> to creating that community. And you are allowed and asked and encouraged to participate. We are here for you. Mm-hmm. And here's the beautiful part. I got business and boring. Lee has modalities mm-hmm. and clients. So you've got two brains that are going to be able to pull resources to really make sure that you get a thorough answer. I think that's really the exciting part. Yeah. And hopefully we're going to be really, fun. Yes. And a really well-rounded perspective. Yes. And yeah. I And Richard and I, um, I don't, I, let's talk about how we met. Yeah. So, because everything you've said so far, because we just hit it off so well and we have so much chemistry as far as when we start talking, because I, what I like the most about you is that it's okay to disagree with you mm-hmm. and you're respectful of somebody else's opinion. Cause you understand the subjectivity mm-hmm. in quote unquote, the beauty industry, what somebody's brows may not, you don't like them. Somebody else does like, right. There's so much subjectivity. It's not like accounting where it's very different. It's subjective mm-hmm. and it, it's based on a lot of opinion. Well, <clears throat> there are, you and I met because we were involved in some group. I cannot remember which group even. And um, I have to give Lacey a shout out. Hey, Lacey. (laughs) Hi, Lacey. And so Lacey and I went to beauty school together. She and you were talking and she tagged me in something because I think somebody was, she gets kicked out of a lot of groups too. (laughs) Me too. That's how Lacey and I connected. 
We're the misfits. <laughs> That's right. I love her. So she tagged me because we were, she wanted some backup. So I went in and was reading and then I saw you for the first time. And then she formally introduced us and then we just kept kind of being friendly, respectful. I knew who you were, you knew who I was, but then when you moved to Spokane, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. After right? lots of begging, not just from Lee, but a lot of people encouraged me to move here. And I was resistant, like most of us are with big decisions. I was like, no, I'm not moving to that little ice globe. No, thanks. Mm-hmm. And now I live in the ice globe. And it's so fun because now it's like, I feel like I've known you for absolutely years and years and really, truly are real I invited him to my house to pre- to prepare for the. He said, "Oh my gosh, we're I'm in your house. We're actually friends, friends now." I'm like, and I have to tell you right. something about that. You posted something on Facebook recently <laughs> in your home, and I was uh-huh. like, "Oh my god, I actually know those things. I know that furniture. <laughs> I know where she is. I meant to tell you that, but I was oh. laughing because you just posted, and I was like, "Oh my god, I actually know that chair." Yes, you do. You've seen it. I'm very private with my um, space. Like I don't. I'm not. And everybody's going to get to know way more about Richard and I than you ever want to really. But mm-hmm. I'm not like an entertainer. The thought of having a party causes me massive anxiety where I'm like, no, don't come over. Like, just don't come over. So the Send fact- me a written Right, right. Thanks. Why are you calling when you can text? Like, mm-hmm. and you, we touch people all day. So when I go home, that's like my don't, don't. Um so it's funny that you were there because people will always say, oh, that your view is so beautiful and yada. And it's like, man, I should invite people over, but yeah, I just the view don't. from Facebook videos versus standing there is a very different experience. Um, she doesn't know this yet, but I've already thought about moving into that same building now. You should. You should. Because why not? Yeah, you should. And it's so, um, I mean, we can talk about that all day. And you can, it's yeah. It's a beautiful building. It really is. So, on that note, yes. Now we're moving in. See, this is what happens. This is, and I actually remember exactly what group we met in. It was a cohort of spa professionals coming together to try to create a compliance conversation. <gasps> yes. Um, I'm not going to say the name of it just to respect that yeah. it has moved into other spaces in life. But a lot of us professionals really do have heart and passion. Yes. And we really love this industry. And compliance. Oh, man, I can just tell you about the training I just did, but I I won't. Go ahead. Look, compliance, compliance. (laughs) Compliance. If you have ever talked to me, seen me speak, heard me on somebody else's podcast, you know compliance is my my jam. And there's standards for a reason. It protects you and consumers. All right, let's just say this because it needs to be said. Mm -hmm. Just because it's not a law doesn't mean that you can ignore it. Sometimes doing the right thing means doing better than legislation. But right is subjective. Yes. And that's the part where people... <clears throat> yeah, it's going to be... We're going to talk about some fun things. Love, no glove. That's right. Love, no glove. <laughs> Like, oh, I can't wow. imagine doing a facial with no gloves. My mother will tell you. I will not even perform a facial on my own mother. No, without, without gloves. gloves. No. And here's my thing. I actually started doing it because I'm cheap. I want the product to go into my client and I can use less product Correct. if it's not absorbing into my fat little palms. Yeah, people are like, well, well I can't feel it. Like, yes, you can. If I didn't make it for 20 years, I can tell 
if I closed my eyes based on the brush I'm using, I could tell where I'm at on the face because it's just another tool in your hand. And if you are really intuitively listening to what the client's skin is saying, you can absolutely do a facial and protect yourself with gloves. It has nothing to do with sanitation, with giving them a a bad facial. That's complete nonsense. Well, and the other one I hear is that clients don't like it. That is complete nonsense as well. Well, clients don't like it because they know that you don't like it. Because feeling you your make energy. some comment, yeah. you have some energetic output. Yeah. They don't like it because you don't like it. Correct. And here's the thing. I was already going to mention a condom. Is that too soon for us to get inappropriate? <laughs> oh, look, this is why she's here, guys. And <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show. <laughs> so here's the thing with gloves. Or we don't have to talk about gloves specifically. Confidence. <laughs> yes. If you do something confidently, how many people are doing things that you don't agree with and having great success And if you look at those people, what are they doing that's giving them that success? It's not the surface. No, it's It's just the the way they're positioning themselves. It's the delivery with confidence. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things we hope to imbue on all of you listening is stand up for what you believe in, even if you're standing alone. That was a fancy word. And doing it with confidence. Yes. Amen. So I'm gonna br- let's bring in some questions. Okay, let's do it. Because we got so we did. Get <laughs> yeah, we some got some really, really good ones. Really yes. good ones. And whenever you share any of my stuff, or whenever you include me in tagging, I always get more um, friend requests. It's so cute. And then other estheticians will say, "I've been following you for a long time." They're mostly concerned about vanity because that's got a higher vanity's the beast that's been around for a long time. Vane is just now kind of like, "Oh, I didn't know you had a training," you know, and. I love it. Let's be honest. After the organ aesthetic show, I was like, wait, you have a consulting company? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why aren't we working together? We're exactly. in the same state. I was on the other side of the state at that point, but my we're identity, still in the same state. My identity at Vane has really um, just sort of organically blossomed because when I started Vane, or excuse me, my, my identity at Vane, I mean, I knew I was, and this is another topic that we'll talk about. I always tell professionals that I work with all the time, like, Lee is a really nice person. Lee is really an amazingly generous, thoughtful, wonderful person. Vanity, makeup and skin is a cold, hard bitch. Mm-hmm. I am not my business. So what I personally want to do may not align with what vanity is going to do. Amen. And so it took me probably two years to really separate myself and extract my ego and my personality out of that. And it, whenever you create a business and you're creating something that then is living and breathing and telling you what is going to happen, that's a trip. So I can't wait to talk about that. And Vane, I just, I developed because I would get so many people would reach out to me and say, can I job shadow you? How do you get people just asking basic questions? And so I created first was called the entrepreneur shadow experience. And they would come in and just kind of job shadow me for a certain amount of money each day. And then I realized, well, that's not really fair to the client that's in there that day that's taken away from their experience. So Mm -hmm. I had to kind of evolve that into, and then Vane was pretty much born where I was like, I'm just going to create a business Cause I do know how to compartmentalize. I'll fire my own mom if she's not performing well. Amen. I mean, I hate to say that, but absolutely. <clears throat> um, I, I love you, mom. That sounds really rude. Cause you know, you don't work here, so it's fine. But anyway, <laughs> shout out to our mom. Correct. It's absolutely about performance and what the, the money says. So when I created vein, I was like, Oh, this is just kind of salt and pepper money. It's just going to be fun. Well, in 2020, then COVID came because I announced mm-hmm. Vane in January of 2020. COVID came. Everybody then wanted to off spend their PPP and their EIDL and training. And suddenly 
boom, I was, it just went crazy. So Vane was insane. Vane was insane, which then made it so that I couldn't, I had to, anyway, I, I had to really reallocate my time and get very disciplined with my schedule. And now I see Vane being where vanity was five years ago. It's like breathing on its own. Mm -hmm. And so I had, um, I was talking with my support system at home, my husband and my daughter and Sydney, my employee at Vanity and Vane. And I was like, okay, well, when Richard announced this podcast, when we start this podcast, we have to be ready for the next level because it's going to just happen organically. So I'm super excited. Well, and I want to point out something because I think that a lot of us that are independent business owners, we can get stuck in our mind and, mm-hmm. you know, I call it the analysis paralysis and mm-hmm. trying to figure everything out before we actually take action. And, you know, some of the most beautiful things in my business and even in your story, you just kind of shared they happen organically yes. and sometimes they are completely against what we started out right? to do. And then you're like, wow, that was a wonderful surprise. I guess we're doing this now. And I hate that that hot button word in 2020 with COVID, we're going to pivot. Oh my that God. word was That so, word is banned from this totally podcast. It's totally a trigger word. I hate that word. But truly, you do just, I call it like reassess. You're constantly yeah. reassessing and adjusting. The business is going to tell you where you're going. And then if it's, just make sure you follow your business plan. Make sure you follow what your goals are. Stay, don't pay attention to the competition. I mean, it, there's so many basic rules that I can't wait to like share just as we get started. Yeah, I think we get stuck out of ourselves. Yeah. And so I hope that. And imposter syndrome. I want to talk about imposter syndrome. Oh, That's a yes. huge one for me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, <clears throat> you know, we just have, and here's the beautiful thing I think is we have all of these issues, right? Mm-hmm. All of us are experiencing them and it's not just the beauty industry. No. It's business. Yes. And the more that we can talk about these things in a safe space that is trusting of one another, the better we actually evolve the entire industry, including ourselves. Mm -hmm. So if you really want to be successful, you have to be comfortable stepping outside of your comfort zone and you have to be okay with things not coming to fruition the way that you thought that they would. You know, I always say remain flexible because sometimes you will go into something with an idea and that may be the foundation of the action but it's going to evolve into its own thing. If it doesn't, then it wasn't meant to be anyway. Right. And you're constantly taking um, the temperature of how things are performing mm-hmm. and then reevaluating and and listening to your consumer. And it's just a constant, it's just a constant adjustment. Anybody that's in my online course and that has been in it in the last three years. I was years, just going to say that your video six is now video one. Like yeah, it's a mess right now. Based on feedback consumer feedback yeah and Absolutely. the fact that you even listen to that i get so frustrated with some business owners that are like well i'm not going to listen to that your customers are your clients are giving you feedback that is worth so much money mm-hmm. that's a tangible response that cuz i guarantee you if they're unhappy you'll feel it in mm-hmm. the bottom in your bottom line without rebooking or whatever but if you go if you bother to ask them or if they bother to give you their opinion listen to that because that there it's essentially helping you adjust to capture more clients so and I, know that you can adjust something to meet the client's needs without adjusting your entire business model 
or without compromising your vision, you know, Mm -hmm. it may take you a minute to figure out how that gets executed. Mm -hmm. But if you execute it, it shows your clients that you listen and that you care about their best interest. And those are the moments that you create loyal clients that come back forever. I have clients to this day that will not buy a mascara without sending me a link, a picture, and a question. Mm -hmm. And it's because they know that no matter what, I'm going to give them honest feedback. I'm going to tell them yes, no, and then I'm going to tell them why. Mm -hmm. You know, I think one of the things that we do as professionals is we um, gatekeep data. Mm -hmm. And we're going to blow that out of the wall. Yeah, It's just that's not going to be a thing here. You're going to hear us talk about everything and anything and our true purpose here is to elevate everyone that can hear us. Mm-hmm. Amen. So with that, we have Brittany Fallon from Trustville, Alabama. She's a licensed esthetician that just moved from California. Hi, Brittany. And she asks, what are the top three things that you would do differently or wish you had known when you were just starting out? So I love this question because... When I saw her say that, I was like, oh my gosh, if I have to actually, because you learn a million things even every day. Mm -hmm. But if I really had to narrow it down to the top three things that I learned, did she say three or am I, did I just put, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Nope, you. So this is big, you guys. And I really want you to listen to me. (laughs) Turn the volume up. Yeah, turn the volume up because I learned this such the hard way. So number one, I'm a workaholic like massively workaholic. And I'm also afraid of, I'm not afraid of failure because I understand failure is a part of success. That's a necessary part of success. So it's not failure. I'm more of, I used to be a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. And so my number one thing that I, that I, when I look back at the last seven years that I've been in business for myself, I've been in the beauty industry for about 25 years, but actually owning my own spa for seven years with staff, two locations. Like I've learned a lot of things. The number one thing that I would do differently, if you could project to your sanity level and maintaining your mental health is I would have blocked out a formal schedule for myself. And I would have tried to decide what hours I would work in the treatment room what hours I would work in the business and what hours I would take off for my own sanity. Schedule your sanity. Yes. And I did not realize at the beginning, because you go into it with this hunger, with hunger and you Mm -hmm. need that hustle. So you need to have that flexibility. However, your clients will book. I, I, I just should have learned. I should have, I should have not, um, I just should have done so many things differently to respect my own time and respect mm-hmm. my family. My family made so many sacrifices when Vanity, they still do, but when Vanity was starting out and I would travel back and forth between both locations and my kids only saw me three days a week and my husband and I were married for, and he was a, the stay-at-home dad who stopped his career so that we could have two locations. And then we thought, oh shit, we're building an empire. We are Mm -hmm. golden. And COVID said, have a seat. Everybody stopped. (laughs) You're (laughs) not scheduling your sanity. So everybody is going to stop. They're grounded. So COVID taught me that 
really yes. truly just reassessing what's important and that the the insanity of a of a busy schedule does not equate to happiness. Mm-hmm. And I also um so yeah, that's my biggest one. What about you? So those of you that have been following me have probably heard me on other podcasts talk about how I actually didn't want to be in the beauty industry at all. Yeah, I've heard that. Mm -hmm. I was a gay male and I did not want to be associated to a gay male role in my career. Um, So I actually fought. I feel like you've broken that stereotype for yourself. I don't think that's any part of your identity in the beauty industry, which is, yeah. It's, I think it's coming back now Mm -hmm. because I feel like I understand it. You know, I think we keep things really close to ourselves. And so I dipped my toe in in the retail Mm -hmm. after being attacked by a counter manager. Um, Was it me? No. (laughs) It was Nina. Hey, Nina. Um, But she was, I went in to buy eyeliner and I think foundation for Halloween. And she was like, you would be amazing. And I was like, why? Because I'm gay? Like that was the complex that I had built up. Um, and she was like, no, cause you're personable, you're fun. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm those things too, huh? And um, that was when a lot of, where there was a stereotype with, and now beauty and makeup is, it's neutral. There's no gender assigned. Mm-mm. And I think it's so exciting not to interrupt your story, but I think it's so exciting because more men are starting to realize that they love facials and skincare. So go ahead. Absolutely. From the consumer side, we have seen a huge immersion of not just facials, but no. also hair removal. Correct. Um, a lot of men are in in this business now mm-hmm. and not just as practitioners, CEOs and owners, they're getting services That's and they lo- are consumers. Yeah, I love that. And I think, you know, I've been part of that evolution in my own journey you because have. when I first started, I just didn't want to even entertain that. So the big lesson that I learned was stop listening to no. Correct. So this took a very long time for me. And it and I'm going to tell you guys, it took getting really uncomfortable through, I'm going to say the curse word now. I think direct, it's three times. Oh, no. Direct sales. Oh, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So I entered <laughs> direct sales and I did $160,000 in six months on a street corner in South Central Los Angeles in front of the welfare office. And that blows my mind. I just love that. Yeah. <laughs> Our producer, Brennan. Brennan, just say hi. Up. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I wore a pink button down dress shirt, gray slacks, a lovely belt, and full face makeup in the hood. And I was as happy as can be. And what it was, though, it was me taking massive action Mm -hmm. to address the thing that caused me anxiety. And the thing that caused me anxiety is I was telling myself no. Mm -hmm. I was telling myself I couldn't do it. That's That's usually the whole thing. We're just in competition with ourselves all the time. Correct. And the thing that happens is when a customer tells you no, on top of you telling yourself no, you are then allowing a space for that customer to validate the no. Mm-hmm. Instead, I actually challenge my clients, myself, and anyone I'm supporting. Every time you hear no, do it again mm-hmm. and again mm-hmm. and again and again. And I will tell you 
One of the things that I did that I think blows people's minds every time, I, the facial expressions I get when I say some of the things I've done to get where I am, I picked up a phone book. For those of you that don't know what a phone book is, <laughs> it was once a booster in the backseat of a car. Correct. But it's also... <laughs> when our moms smoked cigarettes in the car with the windows rolled up. Yes. <laughs> also, if you open said booster... Mom. Yeah. It had these things called phone numbers yeah. to Wild. people yes. in alphabetical order. What's that? Um, I actually just got a phone book here. <laughs> I know it's so random. Every now and then there'll be one that just gets dropped on your doorstep. But it's like two inches thick. Yeah, I was nobody, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, this is so cute and nostalgic. Uh-huh. So what I did is I took that and I would grab two pens, different colors, and I would start at A and I would call. And I would set an hour. I would schedule. There's that word again. I would schedule an hour every single day because I genuinely believe you have to touch your business every single day. Yes, cold calling is a very good, yes. Doesn't have to be a big touch, but you need to touch your business every single day Mm -hmm. so that you can build what I call an invisible momentum. Correct. You are energetically building towards what you want to create. Yep. And so I would spend an hour every single day. I would open up the phone book. I'd start at A and I would just start calling. And if they answered, I would talk to them. I'd give them my little recommendation or my little pitch. And if they answered the phone and hung up on me, I crossed them out in one color. If they showed expressed interest, I would put a dot of a certain color next to their name. I wouldn't cross them off because they may change their mind later Mm -hmm. down the line. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you why that matters in a minute. So I would just go down. And so my do not contact list would be get created. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to the end of the book, I started over. Yeah. I skipped the ones that I crossed out. But the thing was, is enough time would have elapsed that I learned. And here's where the lesson came in. The first time you introduce research shows that it takes seven to 10 times to Mm -hmm. interact with somebody before they will commit to you. Mm -hmm. Well, an interaction can be a single social media post where they engage with it. It could be a phone call. It could be an email. But it's usually a combination of all of those things. And what I learned is that when I got back to the beginning of that book and I started over, the second call, they would remember me. Mm -hmm. They would remember something and they're like, oh, you're still doing this. See, something that consumers have to overcome with a new business is, is this business going to be around long enough to actually get me to what I want to achieve? Right. And and that's not anything to dismiss your ability. It's they have to trust that their investment is going to pay off. Mm -hmm. And so you have to prove that to them. So when I was going back around that second time, they were like, oh, you're still selling Avon. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're mm-hmm. like really doing this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm on the corner of Central and 82nd, Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. You can come and pick up your goods there or place an order and I'll have it for you the next day. And they were like, wait, what? Yeah, it's such a cool, you, that to me is like the wildest story about Here's, an Avon guy. Yeah. Like, and this was 2008. Yeah, that is just very cool. Um, and here's another interesting part of that is the one, and I'm going to answer it because everybody asks, and so I know some of you are probably mm-hmm. thinking this. Didn't you feel unsafe? Didn't you feel this? Didn't you feel that? And you know what's interesting is I didn't. Um, I'm I'm mildly crazy. That's just, why we get along. Yeah, mm-hmm. just so you know. Um, 
but I am actually excited by challenge. Me too. And I know that Ed, I know that that's not everybody. There are ways to work around that when you're not excited by challenge. But I am somebody who is excited by <laughs> challenge. <laughs> yes, me and too. And for me, I also love people. Me too. COVID has shifted that a little bit, but I still love people at the core of who I am. Mm-hmm. And something I didn't know then that I now absolutely can say is the thing that I loved about direct sales and the thing I loved about being out in the world was it allowed me to connect with people. But you've probably heard me say, if you've been following me for any amount of time, is lift as you climb. Mm -hmm. Well, I was able to really do that because I was able to build a team and support people that didn't feel like they had opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you create that kind of change and each of you listening have done that, each of you have had a client that came in that has been so overwhelmed with their skincare condition that they didn't think they could ever achieve a positive result. And then you changed their mind through action. Mm -hmm. I want you to take that same passion and that same purpose and address the no's in your life head on. And I call, I love what you said about um, your repeating through the phone book and mm-hmm. and just kind of letting some time go by before recycling through the list because I call that planting seeds. Yes. So like when we plant a garden, right, it takes a lot of different variables to make the plant actually sprout where you can actually eat, see the flower or eat the fruit. When I have my staff or myself, we talk about different services that we offer, different skincare. If I can get you in for one service, I can get you in for 20. Mm-hmm. It just takes time. If I can get you to buy one product, I can get you to buy 45. Mm-hmm. It just takes time. And it takes constant, just not even, not not a push. It's just authentically reminding people what you offer and that you're there when they're ready. And man, I have talked about, because one of the services I do is Fibroblast. I have, ta- mm-hmm. I have done Fibroblast consulting, um, consults, and people will come back to me like a year later who I won't even remember until I pull up their little thing to show mm-hmm. the consult and they'll say, I'm ready now. And they're ready to give me thousands of dollars from a conversation that we had a year ago. Mm-hmm. And it's so that because the relationship and the consistency and po- like the marketing that you realize you're not like marketing is so much more psychological and mm-hmm. the way you communicate and the words that you choose and the way you formulate your sentences, you can say no while simultaneously saying yes. Absolutely. And that is a huge conversation because I feel like so many people are harsh when they come across. And it's like, man, if you just used some thought about how you would want to hear that as a consumer, you would save yourself a lot of um, disgruntled people. You would still be able to say and maintain your business boundary while not creating an enemy out there in the consumer. Um, so I feel like that is really, really cool for you to have mentioned just the planting seeds and going Absolutely. back because if you you don't give up the first time, you just keep going. And out of respect of everybody's time, I'll give you my last, my other two kind yes. of quickly. The second one is the fortune is in the follow-up. Amen. So, That's a great one. No means not right now. Yep. And it has nothing to do with you, but it means that you have to follow up. You have to come back at some other point in your experience with these individuals and say, hey, we met at such and such a place and I really loved your shoes and I just wanted to check in. Yep. And you have to be personable. Yes. And you have to connect with them. Yep. So no means not right now. The fortune is in the follow up. And number three is get help. 
you know, so many of us try to do this for low cost, no cost and by ourselves <laughs> and that it works, but it's not the way to do it. If you want to have joy in this business. Correct. And the reality is, is, you know, 30 years ago when, well, oh, it's more than that now. Oh, okay. I can't. Years ago, when California got its first license and removed aesthetics from cosmetology, we didn't have esthetician education. We were all out there. Well, not we, but the people yeah. that did that were out there creating this road and this path for us. But that road evolves. Mm -hmm. And as it evolves, your voice, the generation's voice, gets to determine how it will evolve. But the only way that happens is when you get involved and you get help, whether that means being interactive with your state board or that means getting a consultant coach that has been where you want to be mm -hmm. and can verifiably prove that they have been where you want to be. See, I happily send clients to other consultants and coaches all the time because I'm not for everybody. Yeah. And the truth is, is <clears throat> if you're if we don't connect on that deep sacred level, you're not going to commit to the things I tell you. You're going to tell me a million times why you can't do it. And I'm not here to steal people's money. For me, this is a value-based business, just like I was when I was in my treatment room. I charged, I had a $1,500 package that it was a requirement, first-time client. You mm -hmm. either purchased it or you didn't come back. Mm -hmm. And people look at me like I'm nuts. No, you're not nuts because we, we do a lot of packages. Yeah, but mm -hmm. here's the thing. If they're not willing to commit to that, then this is not their time. Right. Somebody who is serious about committing to change, whether it's dietary, skincare, lifestyle, business, whatever it is. I'm also a certified holistic health coach, so I learned in that. People who are ready to commit, commit. Yeah, correct. It's not, it has nothing to do with me. No, Sometimes they'll find somebody do, else. They don't have the dollars in their bank account. Yeah. Okay, well, now they know how much it is and they'll yep. be back. Yep. Maybe they need to consult with somebody because it impacts somebody else. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Do you want to call that person now and I can help explain it to them? Be of service. But understand that the no has nothing to do with you and keep no, going. Yes. And get help. Yes. The get help is a really huge one because I didn't get help until I was my third year in is when I first hired somebody. And man, my Tri-Cities staff, they were so amazing. Like I, we, they were paying all the expenses and, and then I'm going to tell you my last two, but I made, they were so profitable. It was so crazy. Um, they were so awesome. So I, my goal would be eventually to go back and open another location in Tri-Cities. And, but I just, I, I'm not sure what, anyway, that's my own we'll fear talk base. About we'll talk about offline. that. Yes. Schedule a call. Correct. So we, I, I just feel like getting help is so important because as soon as I actually found qualified help that I could train the way I wanted things done, um, man, that was freedom, such freedom. And if I was sick, um, my, I wasn't the blocker to my own business. Oh my God. Amen. Yeah. So that was super, a, a really great, and I was very fearful to do it. And then I realized what freedom it, it gave to me. So I'm going to give you my last two things really quickly. So my, um, second thing is that I would have sold retail immediately. Amen. And it was so stupid that I didn't because it was truly a matter of money trying to be cheap because I worked at Mac for so long. So I knew that I could sell it. And there are so many amazing brands that have no minimum buy-in. There's like, but I didn't really take the time to research what was available to me. And I just really was focused on services and which is great, but I really 
cut, pardon my pun, but I moved my legs out from underneath me at a year that I would have already had extreme momentum. I did not sell, I did not actually start looking for a retail buy-in until about 10 months, which is goes against everything that I actually know I can sell. I mean, I worked at Mac for years. I am a paralegal. Like I, it wasn't, it was only truly fear and, and finding the brands that I really resonated with and then pulling that trigger with the original. Cause I didn't want to just do little piecemeal stuff, mm-hmm. but I could have, and I should have, there's nothing wrong. As long as I loved it, I should have sold it. Can I elaborate on that? Please. So I'm going to share a picture on social media of my very first treatment room where I was actively a celebrity esthetician. And when you see this treatment room, you're going to think I'm lying to you. Um, Cause it was literally a hole in the wall. It was a break room that I converted into a treatment space. Um, because I had just graduated school. I already had clients mm-hmm. and I was doing thing. But I used direct sales my first year. You've talked about that. Yes. And I will show you a picture of what my retail shelves looked like. But I did drop shipping basically, essentially. Um, and so I came from a different world. I came from retail and brought retail. For me, services have always been a little bit more challenging. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't like to be in the same building all the time. I'm a nomad yeah. at heart. Yeah. Um, but... I had nine, 10, 11, I had 12 products. Mm-hmm. I had one of each on my shelf as a display unit and I sold the hell out of some retail. Yeah. There are ways to do it. Oh, and I want you guys to know if you don't know how or you're scared of the investment, get help. That's the thing is I, I should have done it immediately because mm-hmm. I really did um, cut my own legs up from underneath me, which um, I have no excuse for. It's just I'm... It's you learning so dumb. Yeah, you don't need an excuse. We yeah. start where we start, and we are where we are, and we will go where we want to go. Well, and we I get there. Yep, and I had that snob in me oh. because I had that snob in me because you mean, were successful she's, in she's your previous there. world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was like, well, I don't want to just. I don't know anything yet about the industry, even though I was in the beauty industry, aesthetics was brand new. And so I didn't know, I didn't want to align myself. I wanted to stay more neutral without a brand until I really got familiar with using them as back bar. So in the back of my mind, it was a quality control. Um, I thought I was doing it in the best interest of my clients. However, I did do my business a disservice. Yeah. So, but anyway. I think that's so, I think that's so vulnerable, raw and real. And I think so many people can relate to that mm-hmm. is we do make steps slowly. Sometimes yeah. we do step forward slowly sometimes because we are trying to do the best thing that makes us feel comfortable. But man, retail is my strong point. So why would, did I let that fear? Only Cause you knew that brand. Yes. True. Correct. And if that's you'd... part of the reason why vein doesn't align with any specific brand because mm-hmm. I don't want to marry. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's very true. Only because I knew that brand. Yes. hundred percent. Yeah. And, so. But I have a question for you because I think it'll be valid to the people listening. When you started at Mac on day one, mm-hmm. were you confident? Um, no, kind of. Yes. Be- I was like you. I went in to, to, to do pro like to, because I wanted to buy stuff. Yep. And it, the Mac store was literally open in Tri-Cities for like two days. And I would always go to Westlake Center at their Mac counter. And and I loved all those artists there. And they would always tell me, you need to get a job here. You need to get a job here. Well, when Tri-Cities opened their Mac, I went in and I was just, I thought, I just went in there and I brought my friend with me and I did her makeup with testers. Mm-hmm. And they said, you need a job. 
And so let me let me clarify this. So I was confident and I already knew I was already a Mac addict is what they're called. Uh-huh. But I didn't necessarily know all the the what it took to actually have a goal of $1200 a day in a 5-hour shift. So you would you sell. define that as confident or would you define that as passionate? It was passionate. Exactly. I was passionate. I yeah. think we get into this industry and we're passionate about what we do. Yeah. And we often mistake passion for confidence. Correct. And I think it is a side effect of fake it till you make it. Yes, yes. But I want us to get really clear on that because I think that's a valid thing. Yes. You know, I started a consulting business after consulting with other brands. I wasn't confident in this when I first started. Right. And I have to remind myself three years in still today, I'm new in this business. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I can sell ice cream to an Eskimo. I can Me too. do all of these things really well. But this kind of a business is different Mm -hmm. and it's allowed to be different and I'm allowed to not be perfect at it from day one. Correct. And so I think that's a very valid point. What's number three? Number three is that I would have priced differently at the very beginning to focus on uh, quality rather than volume. And um, I would have just, because, you know, when you start out, you're hungry and you're paranoid. You're like, I don't want to fail. So I'm going to offer a $65 facial. And suddenly, uh, I've never done ninety minute facials or anything like that. But Just me. yeah, I, I, but man, I would have really paid attention to what my pricing should have been based on what I wanted my business to be, mm-hmm. rather than and there's I know there's so many very your pricing depends on a lot of your numbers, right? Yeah. Which is and people can price however they want. However, for my sanity and for my um, to respect my business, I should have priced higher at the beginning Mm -hmm. because so many studies show that it's so much harder to get somebody to raise up than it is to offer them Mm -hmm. a discount with packages or things like Mm -hmm. that. So I would have priced differently at the beginning. Um, I would have priced based on my manifestation of success Mm -hmm. because I knew I was going to be successful. Mm -hmm. But then I had all these clients that I was like, well, shoot, I got to do a price increase and that's scary. We can talk about that later too. Mm -hmm. But I should have just priced at the very beginning where I, where I knew I wanted to end up and then handled the VIP price, it, you know, done promotions and different things. Well, now later. I wanna, we have a lot of consultants and coaches that talk about how discounting is a negative thing. Completely negative. And yeah. I will tell you, you know, I came from Macy's. That was where I got my first beauty job. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I made counter manager for the brand that I work for in 30 days. But Macy's has a very specific, and man, back when they actually, when businesses trained employees, what a concept. Mm -hmm. Um, But Macy's has a sales, like the sale is literally their whole identity. People, the women and men that shop at Macy's shop there on the sale days. The sales are all pre-planned. They are now out of habit going to that sale. So I learned the promotional process if you will and it's not for everybody right right but i will tell you you know i hear these people talk about promotions and discounting being bad i will tell you at macy's at macy's a general store where everybody shops i had a huge celebrity clientele at macy's and i was working for a trend brand i I was working for Benefit Cosmetics. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, you may as well just say uh, it. I was like, I'm it's, just It's on it. your portfolio, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I was working for Benefit Cosmetics, which is back then, this was before a lot of their rebrands, when they were super trend, super cute, mm-hmm. super ballerina themed. You know, 
But I was selling to Suge Knight. Mm-hmm. I was selling to, I can't think of her name, but the little grandma that's the hip to the hop to the hippity hop. Yeah. The wedding singer. Yeah. Like, what a wide range of celebrity clientele. And, and in my mind, it was such a big deal because I was like, this is Macy's. Well, and I don't think discounts are necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I think that starting off with a discount mindset. So that's different. Yeah. The discount mindset and actually offering a discount for a specific intent are very are two different things. Well, and to your point, most people start off at that $60, $60 to $70 range, which does not leave any margin for profit. Correct. A, but also those are the same people that discount on top of that already yes. low price. So now you take it down to $45, $35 and you're not, but you want to make $100 an hour where that's $25 an hour that has to go towards your labor right there and you're charging $35. And I had a huge clientele in beauty school because they were my clients at yep. Mac. So I I offered them my beauty school pricing for three months and then I doubled it after three months. That's how and I bought all of my stuff. Yes. And then I felt like, oh, cool. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm at $75 now. This is awesome. And then I thought, wait, wait, how much am I actually earning? Let's mm-hmm. everybody calm down. I'm like, oh, shoot, not, oh, my back hurts. Gross versus yeah, profit. Exactly. And then I look at all my my time and I look at all the admin time that I'm scheduling these people no. on. I mean, I'd made so many mistakes. So to pick the top three was really difficult and because yeah. those lead into like, all these other categories. So, which is all the categories that you're going to hear us talk about right here. Yes. And we will be coming to you twice a month and I thank everybody for joining us on yes, our thank launch. You. And I promised if you stayed till the end, they did. That we would do a giveaway. Oh yes, this is exciting. So, here's the deal. I believe in creating habits. So in order to qualify for this giveaway, you have to tune in to the all four podcasts, the first four podcasts. Mm-hmm. So today's one. The next three you will also need to tune into. And the way that you will know is you will comment on our social medias so you can follow Richard Merrill Consulting. Vein Industry Elevation on Instagram and Facebook. Those yep. are the ones we'll be monitoring. Mm-hmm. I want you to comment and tell us one thing that you learned from the podcast. Nice. Let us know that you're listening. Please. And everybody who comments will get put into a... Drawing. Drawing. We'll do it digitally and record it for you. And I am going to give this is away... This exciting. da 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 Five. That's a lot. Good for you. Wow. Okay. She already knows what it is, guys. I That's know, she's but so excited. five. Like, I'm going to give away five virtual tickets so you can be anywhere in the world to participate. That's so good. I'm giving five virtual attendee tickets to the first annual Complete Spa Business Retreat, which will be held in Spokane, Washington next March. Give the dates. The dates are March... 12th through the 17th. 12th through the 16th. Okay. 17th for you because you're staff. Yes. Mm -hmm. So for those of you that don't know, the online course is really to set up your business, the Complete Spa Business Regimen. It goes through the fundamental businesses, but the retreat... 
I am bringing together 14 experts from around the world. So many good people. Going to have 23 60-minute conversations. But here's what makes the Complete Spa Business Retreat unique. You will have 45 minutes of education minimum and 15 minutes of implementation with our guided support. You will be given an electronical device to do this from. So you just come and you get to start implementing your stuff right there at the event. We're not here to give you a bunch of stuff and overwhelm your brain for four days and then say, go home, good luck. Mm -hmm. If you'd like to learn more, we have a few VIP tickets, which also include unlimited one-on-one support with myself and several of the experts speaking until December 31st, 2023. The pro level includes one-on-one support. And you guys, whether you're there live or virtually, you're going to get access to this entire retreat until December 31st, 2023. That means when you start implementing it and you're like, what did Richard say? Or what did Justine from Rococo Botanicals say? What did Stephanie from RN Faces say? You Mm -hmm. can go back to the recording and you can comment on it. And they were actually going to be supporting you. We also have the beauty CPA, Kanisha Coleman. So many experts coming. Joey C. Vitali coming from Indie Law. And he's going to be teaching you how to create a virtual... Staff, I'm so support because we don't one. think about our support staff, we only think about other service providers. But guess what? Lee just told you her admin time, her yes. marketing time that can be outsourced for next to nothing. So, I want to hear from you. Comment with what you learned, tell us any questions that you have, and I will even give bonus entries for people who share. So Ooh, you can nice. get bonus entries. That's very gen. And what's this valued at so that people so understand each, the, the the real deal? Each virtual ticket is valued at $2,497. See? See, that's a huge giveaway. So our very first giveaway is a yeah, almost $10,000. Oh, it's over $10,000. See, yeah. I can do the math. This is, is. <laughs> but here's the thing. I'm passionate, Leah's passionate, and we really want to see you succeed. So this podcast is going to be the place where you can come and get love, get support, and get your your questions answered. I want to thank all of you guys for tuning in today, and I will see you again on our next episode where we're going to be talking about the holiday hustle, three key actions to prioritize your time. Ooh, that's exciting. Yes, I'm excited for that. And yeah, everybody better start planning now. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Look at <laughs> Should I bust in like Mariah Carey? What is it? All I want for Christmas. Right? What is it? Is you. Is you. Is yes. Me. Is you. You guys. Yes. <laughs> well, we will be here. We'll be talking about the holiday hustle. And if you guys aren't following Spocast, that is our producer. Give him a shout out and give him some love yes, as well. Yes, Brennan. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, I'm excited for this. This is going to be a, um, I, I've learned so much already about, about you, Richard, specifically yes. working on the streets and, and, con- and for those and of content. you that don't know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lee has a podcast too. That's how this whole thing kind of jumped yes. off yes. is the three of us plus Sydney were here doing a podcast. What's the name of it? The, my podcast with Vanity is called The Sacred Flesh, a beauty podcast with a ghostly twist. So we talk about the ancient connections to current skincare trends and routines, and we tell ghost stories. Skin and ghosts. And the that's end. where I met the lovely Brennan. Yes. And then 
I think what we we decided that there was like at least 20 new topics that we yes. had to talk about. And then I was like, okay, that's the co-host. Yes. And here we are, guys. I love it. So thank you guys so much for joining us. I look forward to seeing you in the social space and out Me in too. the events. We've got a lot of events coming up. Yes. And, and follow uh, us on social media because Richard gives away a lot of gives away. I mean, I, I do. he gives a lot of um, just by following him and reading his posts, you're going to get a lot of free education that will save you time asking somebody who may not be an expert in the industry and um, feel free, follow my social media as well. We, I talk a lot about, give lots of information about modalities that um, you may just need a reminder after beauty school, or maybe it's something that's brand new to you. So yes, this well, has been fun. I'm so like, this has been a long dream guys. And we are here, we are doing it. it, and we could not do it without you. So make sure to tune in and we will see you soon. Yes. Yeah, see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.